I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Rumble Rock Podcast Emergency Jimmy Butler Trade Edition. Starring Dave Schilling, Jeff Hornacek, Tim Perry, and Andrew Lang, Joe Barry Carroll, Joey Devine, Elmore Smith, Brian Winters, Junior Bridgman, and Dave Myers. Cliff Hagen and Ed McCauley, Sean Keen, Jerry Chambers, R.G. Clark, and Daryl Imhoff, Gary Cerrone of Extreme, musical guest, Sammy Hagar, replacing David Lee Roth with Van Halen. And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock. And this is a late Saturday night Jimmy Butler trade edition of the pod. Um, I'm here with, as always, permanent co-host Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I got I got NBA fever again. I'm I mad. Lost it. Look, nothing dramatic had happened for like almost a day and a half. We and I was like, I'm out. We were like, eh, let's only do one episode this week. <laughs> and now it's 11 p.m. on a Saturday. And we are recording this podcast because yeah, we love you. Yeah, we're we're doing it for you. The fans. This is the night you should be. We should we should be out in the clubs, just like getting trashed. I mean, I was planning on playing Fortnite until like seven a.m. I uh, I have to write some stuff about the Independent Spirit Awards tonight. Jesus fucking Christ! Um, 
So a lot of hey, Peter Skarsgård. The noms are coming up. <laughs> uh, you know, Peter Coyote is involved a lot. Um, we don't need to talk. Yeah. We talked about Parker Posey for way right. too long. Right. Stop it. You know don't what? do this again. Get her out of here. We, look, <laughs> you keep your galleries to yourself, my man. That's true. That's true. Uh, uh, but you know what you shouldn't keep to yourself, listeners of Round Ball Rock, uh, or as we like to call you, Round Ball What the Fuckers, uh, uh, your reviews of the podcast. Give us only five-star reviews, please, on iTunes or whatever pod you pod machine you listen to uh also you can contact us at a uh, round rock pod on twitter or at round rock pod at gmail.com and you know what maybe your email will end up in a gallery someday of the greatest communications we've ever gotten on round ball rock <laughs> oh, that's no, not gonna happen that really won't happen so sean there was a fucking trade finally Oh, um, shit, what a trade it was, yeah. too. Jimmy Butler, uh, nightmare uh, nightmare co-worker, eternally linked now to Justin Patton. They have to go everywhere together, uh, was traded to the Philadelphia 76ers for Robert Rocco Covington, mm-hmm. Super Dario Saric, uh... <laughs> The dead body that is currently pretending to be Jared Bayless. <laughs> and a 2022 second rounder. Wow. That second rounder, I think that... It really tips the scales, huh? Yeah. That, uh, that 2022 second rounder. Look, I love that it was a demand. And I'm going to assume that was Glenn Taylor and not Tom Thibodeau, who may not be aware that the draft has a second round. <laughs> I mean, he worked for the Bulls. They were like, yeah, pick 15. That's when we clock out for the night. So um, I got to yeah. say, Sean, for a trade where like a, I guess a star, is he, a, is Jimmy Butler a superstar or is he a star? Uh, Not to be Bill Simmons about this, but wait, is he like a top 15 guy? Is he a I mean, top 20? <laughs> where where is he on right. the pyramid? <laughs> uh, he's made some all NBA teams, right? Probably, yeah. That's that's top fifteen. Okay. See, like that, that's the only thing. Top fifteen. That's the one time it's like relevant to be like top fifteen because there are fifteen all NBA play. Like it's a very rational thing. But anytime you're like, do you think he? Do you think he's like a top seven small forward? Are we sure Jamie Wait. Butler's in the top twenty seven? <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. The. I think Jimmy Butler has been all NBA before and maybe was even last year. Yeah, no, he's definitely has been an all NBA player. Um, but this trade is fucking boring. I'm sorry. I don't care either way. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but like the lead up to this trade was so fucking sick where it's like Pat Riley screaming at Tibbs, fuck you. Uh, Daryl Morey offering nine million first round draft picks, and then the fucking trade happens, and it's like Robert Covington. <laughs> the weird thing about the trade, I guess I would say it was pretty boring because normally you're like, oh, this guy, he's 29 years old. He's get he plays for a team that has two 
pretty young guys locked up for a long time. Like, it's, isn't Wiggins like 24? Sure, that sounds about right. For some reason, the organization was right. We need, we need some veterans for these guys. We gotta like make a hard push for the eight seed this year. Mm-hmm. That's the best kind of asset we should be looking for. Uh, like a little bit of salary relief from Justin Patton's contract, and like it just, there's not even anything wrong with Dario Saric, but just like in terms of exciting guys you could get, like. But also, they could have had like seven first round picks. It, it but it, yeah, it feels like that's like a fairy tale ending, and this is like a corporate merger. It's like the the extra parts of the trade don't make it more interesting; they make it sadder. It because just it, was, <laughs> it really feels like normally when you trade a star, it's like a fun thing where it's like I mean, as a team who's not as a fan of a team who's not involved in the trade, it'll yeah. be like, ooh, those guys got weird lottery tickets for that star, and this is like, oh, they got like a like a government like savings bonds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a fixed tenure. T bill, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, because, and also, it, it's just weird. Like the fact that to assess the trade, you have to be like, "Huh, well, Jared Bayless is pretty bad to have on the team, but is he more overpaid than Justin Patton is worthless?" You know, like it's. It, I don't like trades where you have to calculate the negative value of the principles to really figure it out. Uh, do you think it? Do you think it helps the Timberwolves? I mean, sure. Well, I mean, you know, I think getting him away from the team helps the Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah, that definitely. Uh, I kind of think neither team makes very much sense though now. Um, I mean, I agree, but <laughs> I think one of the teams doesn't make sense and is like. Yeah, we're good enough. We'll figure. Like we got, we got some time to figure it out. Like we can, we can move some pieces around. And another team is like, oh, I'm just, we're just so glad that we traded this guy, and we don't have to make any decisions for a while. And uh, at least no one will be yelling. I mean, I guess I like Dario Saric. Like I, I no, I, that's not fair. I do like Dario Saric. Uh, I think he's maybe a little bit better than the Sixers sort of allowed him to be just based on uh, how much Embiid and Simmons need the ball. Yeah, I'm not really sure what his ideal position is. I like think he's a four. Power forward. Yeah. So he he's, he's a pretty good shooter, doesn't really play defense, he's big, can't really dribble, but he's a good can passer. Like, finish. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I, I don't even really have a sense of like, it's just weird because it doesn't I like I like Minnesota getting him, but I don't particularly care about Philadelphia losing him, if that makes sense. Right. Well, because to me, I said this when they drafted Simmons, if you remember uh-huh. right, I was like, uh, I think Simmons and Sarge have like similar uh, like strengths and holes. Just Simmons is a lot better. Um, yeah, I think I think Sarge really is a pretty good shooter, but he um, he's like streaky. I think, 
Well, the other thing is I, I looked at something, and I think that last year every single three that he took was assisted, mm-hmm. which is – I mean, I, obviously he's playing in a certain scheme that's like that, but uh, I don't know, it's kind of weird for a guy that's young. I mean, I don't know if he is bad at handling the ball or if he was just on a team where it was – never the best idea to have him be the one handling. I think that's more the case. I think he's uh-huh. the kind of guy who you can maybe have him at the elbow and run guys around him and he'll make yeah. good passes. Um I think but again I think he, yeah. he's and we Robert Covington is a guy I thought was good and uh-huh. then watched him in the playoffs last year and now I think he's bad. It just seems like many of the times I've seen him, he cannot shoot at all. And I know that statistically he's a good three-point shooter. And last year, it's weird that we're just like, hey, Robert Covington, like, is he even good? We looked, yeah, he was first team all defense last year. And even reading that, I'm like, yeah, all right. But I watched him, and he didn't seem that good. Yeah, he got, like, torched by Jason Tatum. (laughs) Yeah, so that... I don't know. I I just lost a lot of faith in him seeing him in the playoffs last year. And maybe that's, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I I like that it will mean that Andrew Wiggins plays shooting guard and not small forward. I think that's probably better for the team. Yeah, you've been harping on that for a long time. You watch him rebound. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's almost better if he's just not on the floor at all. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) um, yeah. Anyway, Minnesota still remains like a that's a weird resulting team where you have yeah. like three point guards and four power forwards. I mean, I kind of don't care about positions. Um, I'm excited to see Towns maybe not be depressed anymore. I will say yeah, that. But, but like who are who are the wings on their team? You have like Robert Covington, who's like. A big small forward. Well, Kogi's been then, dope as shit. I think he can play small forward. Yeah, I guess he's good. Yeah, it's just it's um they just have a lot of uh, bigs right now. That's more what I'm saying because they also have Taj and Tolliver, right? And Gorgie. Well, Taj they should trade tomorrow. Well, I mean, that would leave them with only three former Chicago Bulls <laughs> on the roster, Joey. I mean, they Maybe should they could, also. Like, Look, like sign Noah and trade. Could they trade Gibson for Noah? Would that work? Here is a (laughs) fucked up thing about this trade. And I know Uh I said I didn't want to talk about him ever again on this podcast, but here we fucking are. We're back. We're back. Uh, This is going to be bad news because Derek Rose is going to think this is his team now. I mean, he he's he's been incredible. But like, but like, oh, Jimmy's gone. Now he is handing the keys over to Derek. Like, like this was the 2016 Bulls in reverse. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I had to have my own team with the Knicks and Jimmy had to have his own team in Chicago. And now he realizes it's my turn to take over in Minnesota. Is he is he going to start, though? I think he is. (laughs) So Teague will be on the bench, I think. Yeah. I also think Todd Gibson is going to still start. Oh, 100%. 
Tibbs is a fucking dude. They should fire Tibbs. This is terrible. I'm sorry, Minnesota fans. The more well, I, I think, think about I, this, this is de- <laughs> this is so depressing. This is the most depressing emergency podcast we've ever done, and that includes the one that was only about Phil Jackson breaking up with Jeannie Buss. That was, I mean, yeah, that was sad. That was about <laughs> love, love dying. Uh, but don't I mean? It just feels like objectively this was like a pretty decent return for Minnesota. I just don't know why this was like the shape of what they wanted. Does that How make do sense? How do you not get a first round pick for him though? That that's really no, even they got like a round. protected one. Like come on. Well, how about how about a second round pick that's in the draft coming up and not one that's <laughs> over three and a half years away? Or even why not just be like, hey, give us Zaire Smith. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like you don't want to give us a first-round draft pick. Like, <laughs> Dario Sarge, they're going to have to pay in two years. They're already paying Robert Covington. Mm-hmm. This isn't – this is so – fuck Tom Thibodeau, dude. This sucks. Like, well, I, I was the... really on the fence about <laughs> this trade earlier, and now I'm talking to you. I'm getting really mad about it. <laughs> I mean, I honestly think it really comes down to look, I I feel like it is defensible to think that Robert Covington is good, but I do not agree. And that's like I think that's like my fundamental objection with this trade is like he just seems like Jay Crowder was like this too, just like this weird collective insanity about <laughs> like a, a hard nosed three four who could make threes if surrounded by, like, three near superstars. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it's like – and, like, he, he was kind of cheap initially, and then the fact that he kind of had a moderate contract was really exaggerated. I just remember when they were, when they were talking about – I mean, know, to be fair, their- I do think he is still pretty cheap because his expensive year was last year, and now it's only, like – 10 million dollars a year yeah i'm just he's still owed like he still has like 40 million dollars on the books for his deal it is for four years for four more years yeah 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 (laughs) but it's just like but jay crowder was the same way where it was like oh it's this incredible bargain that he signed for three years and 21 million and it's like that is cheap but it's not like well, getting least, a late first round gem cheap. Here's you know? the thing, at least with Robert Covington, I understand versus Jay Crowder, I understand like what kind of player Robert Covington yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Jay, do... Jay Crowder's scam was like, yeah, he's like if Draymond Green was shitty. <laughs> <laughs> and like dirtier, somehow dirtier. <laughs> oh, and like I'm like hypersensitive to any slight. Even even from his own team, isn't that also Jay Crowder? Anyway, brand? We, get, we can't talk about Jay Crowder, even though Sorry. this trade is um, so depressing. Okay. That's all but we want one... to talk about. But <laughs> uh, okay, I just love the idea that Taj Gibson's still going to be starting. I love that Anthony Tolliver's still going to be getting a lot of, of run on this team. But I think there is a decided hole at the three. In Minnesota now because they they have a Kogi, but like anyway, I think it's time. I think we're gonna say some blue all day. Oh, he's not a three. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, 
this team should tank. They're already way too behind. <laughs> They're too far behind. Like, like four and nine now. Shut they still all these guys down. <laughs> they still haven't won a road game. Dude, they just went 0-5 on their road trip, which is the only reason they could convince Tibbs to trade Jimmy Butler anyway. They had to lose all five games. And in one of those games, uh, Derrick Rose hit like nine three-pointers. They need to fire Tibbs tomorrow. This is... Oh, man. But but I think the owner made the deal. I heard it was Glenn Taylor and Josh Harris doing this. But I I guess maybe they just... I'm 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 sure this is something that Elton Brand wanted to do. So um, let's see. So no, this is for sure an Elton Brand trade. Yeah, it's a uh, good trade. This I think this is a good trade for Minnesota. I mean, for Philadelphia, we haven't even really talked about it from their yeah. angle. Okay, so so for Philadelphia, so I think this toxic, is toxic. First off, I want to yeah. say we're going to talk about this basketball wise first. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, okay, so Philadelphia correctly criticized for striking out on all of their plans. In fact, including a guy who had agreed to sign with them. And instead of playing for their team, he decided to play for the Sacramento Kings, Mm -hmm. which is, which is almost like choosing the G league over the NBA, right? Like, isn't that about as close as it comes where it's like, no, I'm just, I'm more comfortable in a place that has a railroad museum. Like I, I, (laughs) I really need. I really need to be in a place uh, with with a very strange old town to it. Um, so so basically, they're gonna have a bunch of cap space next summer still because they basically rolled it over. But last summer there were like five teams that had cap space, and next year there's gonna be like twenty teams that have cap mm-hmm. space. So this is basically just them. Uh, you know, it's one of those deals where. They wanted to get a real superstar, you know, or like, you know, a, 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 I don't know what the right term is, but like a premium player like Jimmy Butler. Yes. And this was their way of making sure that they could just get one and have him on the team for this year, which would make him better. But also like, you know, just lock him in. I, I, I have a feeling right. that they will just make an agreement with Jimmy Butler and maybe they pay him. I'm Not sure that's quite. already done. Yeah, and yeah. no, they're paying. They're gonna pay him all of the money. No, they'll pay him. He's gonna get a contract that's like more, you know, significantly more than he could get from another team. It's but gonna be, be a five-year max, dude. I it's not. I don't think it. it's. I don't think it'll be the absolute max. It'll be because they do. Like Embiid didn't get an absolute max. Yeah, but uh, this Elton is Brand a- wasn't the one who signed the Embiid deal. I just, I just think that this is a situation where it's like, it's like what the, I, I don't know, maybe they won't, but I, I think it doesn't even matter. Who cares if he gets the full max or not? Whatever. Yeah, what are we? Who, who are who cares? we? I want who him to get cares? the full max. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, they just, they're just, they, they, they're basically training for Jimmy Butler for the next five years. And they're like, this uh-huh. is the guy we're going to get. And, um, whereas their team doesn't have like the best shooting now, um, I think they're that's an understatement, but uh, their defense is like really, really good now. Yes. Um, uh, but also it is more guys it's like Jimmy Butler is very ball dominant. Yeah, he is. But he's I don't know. These are like 
I'm I'm not I'm just not as worried about it because Embiid and Simmons are so good. Like they're he and Simmons are such a weird fit to me. But, but I mean, it's just I feel like I just agree with the idea of this guy's available right now. Go get him now. Yes. And and and, it, and in terms of doing that, it's like well. You have another guy who makes ten million dollars playing the same position as this dude. Uh, why not ship him out? And like Dario Saric, you weren't gonna, he wasn't gonna get an extension from your team anyway. Trade him now while he's still like, you know, it, it, it's it, it's not like they need really like are gonna miss either of those dudes that much. I think. Right. I mean, again, because they're fine players but they're not yeah you know you'd like to keep covington but like that's the obvious guy you would trade if you're getting a guy who's also like a you know a wing uh so i feel like they probably want to get some shooters but also it's like you know it's not even thanksgiving they're gonna there's like some opportunities are going to open up to get some players who can shoot they're gonna trade Fultz now I mean, whether it's this season or in the off season, that is to me clearly what happens next here. Well, I mean, I can understand them not having like a ton of faith in him right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what. I guess he makes a lot of money, but um, but he's like the asset, and like this is like a oh, the, they just don't the have time for him that. to develop now. Yeah, like Jimmy I mean, Butler's fucking thirty, but not Jimmy to not to, not to be a Brett and Randy about it. I'm but just saying, like, I'm just saying, but Jimmy Butler's going to be there for like four or five more years. I don't know why they. I mean, I guess they probably they're likely to trade Marco Fultz because he has not panned out. But like, I don't know what the urgency is to trade Marco Fultz. I mean, he can't shoot. Right, but you you're kind of gonna have him or but like like what's the hurry is my question because uh, I, I mean he is he just never gonna be able to shoot again no but him shooting three years from now doesn't yeah. help them win the east now and like yeah, he's but the it's asset no, but it's november i mean yeah you could trade him if you get something but like no that's what i, I really mean know. i think they're gonna use him to get something I mean, maybe it's just to me, it's it feels like you're trading him at the absolute depth of his value. And who cares if you're the three seed or the four seed? I mean, if you want to trade him like it just depends. I I don't know. Depends on what they get. But I I just just think there are teams that are still probably high on faults. Yeah. I mean, if those exist, great. I just I, I don't know what the urgency is to trade him immediately so here's my question for you sean yeah justin Patton. uh yeah he was traded from chicago to uh to minnesota with jimmy butler and is now Uh traded from minnesota to philadelphia and has yet to play a game because he's broken his foot twice Yes. Um, did Philadelphia secretly do this trade because they wanted Justin Patton? Because yeah. they love rookies with broken feet. He's ahead of his timetable. 
I mean, didn't it take Nerlens Noel like two and a half years to break his foot twice? <laughs> uh, I didn't realize that he's still only a restricted free agent, even though they declined his option. I mean, not that I really doubt that that will matter. I just didn't know that aspect of the NBA rules until today. Yeah, if you offer him the qualifying offer still, but yeah. they won't. No, no, they won't. Yeah. Uh, because he will not play a game all season long and was just uh, offsetting Jared Bayless's contract. You know what? You and I don't think it's a given. Uh, mm. Jared Bayless getting a buyout in Minnesota. <laughs> I, th- I think Tibbs could play him. Don't he's you? very Tibbs Bulls. Oh, my God. Two guard? Hell yeah. Dude, he's like DJ Augustin or like Nate Robinson or one of those guys. Um, Aaron Brooks. Oh, so oh, you know Brooks. who else? You know who this trade is really bad for, I think? Uh, who's that? TJ McConnell. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Is he ever going to play again? Is he? How bad is TJ shooting? I mean, I think it's fine. I don't know. We need to stop asking questions we don't know the answer to on the oh, yeah, podcast. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. point out to the listeners that you don't know that much about basketball. I also just wonder if someone holds like he's terrible. <laughs> what? Are you, he's terrible. Um, uh, he's he's not a great three point shooter. No, he has That's shot good. zero threes in the last three games. Okay. He hasn't shot a three this season. I don't think. Hold on, that can't be right. No, he's yet to shoot a, a three this season. He's not. He's not playing very much either. No. I mean, and that's that's why they needed to make a move when they could have just moved TJ McConnell into the starting lineup. How has he shot zero threes? Um, I'm I th- I think he's kind of bad at them, but I mean, has he really been playing much at all? I mean, he played thirty four minutes on November tenth. That's really weird. That he... <laughs> he's taken two threes this year. He's just missed them both. So in his 127 minutes of basketball, two three-pointers. Wow. Very modern player. 28 two-pointers. <laughs> uh, he shot 43% last year from three. Yeah, 20% the year before. You know, he's not I, good. He's not good at shooting threes. <laughs> yeah, but he's, not, he's not. Yeah, he's not good. I'm. I'm a little surprised that he was not uh, sent back to Minnesota in that deal. Oh, why is that? He's and the know went. No, that's not. That's not true. Um, the Bulls could really use him though. Why they have Archie Adano? So I'm saying he's like he's like Archie Adano on steroids. Except skinnier, somehow. <laughs> but like, but like hyper whiteness. Um, what a weird team. But yeah, Philly's just gonna make some moves. I think they'll just like adjust. Basically, maybe it'll be trading folds. I kind of think it's, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty sure Kyle Korver's available, for instance. Although maybe not the best fit. I don't know. But you could just have a Corver or Redick on the floor all the time. Right. I mean, that is actually who they're going to trade for, right? Is Kyle Corver. Yeah, and I feel like they have some I get, stuff. You can't and... have Kyle Corver and JJ Redick on the <laughs> same team, though. Like, that's a. That is like. A, like, now. 
In well, this political climate, you can't think, have think those about, two guys. Think about this. You're not going to get nearly as many boos in, at the Boston Garden anymore. No, that's true. I'll tell you that right now. They're just going to be like, oh, my, oh, TJ, TJ McConnell. Oh, he's, he's a wicked good point guy. Oh, dude, they, they, hey, uh, if they also put oh, Mike Muscala out at the same time, dude. Oh, he shot that ball from Harvard Yard. <laughs> Maybe we was too rough on Ben Simmons. <laughs> hey, you shoot whatever you want. Whenever TJ passes it to you, you shoot that ball. Okay, um, but enough about that. We need to talk about Jimmy Butler's fucking personality here. Uh, yeah. It's, to me, this is a terrible idea for how the Sixers two stars personalities already are. And that's not even considering how fragile Fultz's psyche seems to be. Yeah, I wouldn't say that he seems like he's super mentally strong at this point. <laughs> Just tough as nails. He didn't accidentally. I mean, that's why they need to trade Fultz, dude. They they for Just like a fresh start. No, because they need to get him away from Jimmy Butler before he breaks him. Oh uh, well, should we go to reader questions? Actually, yeah, let's do that. Let's uh, do that. Well, yeah, okay. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots. We got some good questions. Um, who do you want to go to first? Um, let's let's start with our the the first one we received from Patrick Cosmos. Okay, Patrick Cosmos asks, I need a ranking of who is going to be the most shook by Jimmy Butler. Markel is obviously doomed, but I think that Embiid is much more susceptible than he seems, which seems correct to me. Yes. Um, weirdly, I feel like there's one player who will not be shook by Jimmy Butler whatsoever, and that's Wilson Chandler, who is just known for his ability to just like shrug off smack talk all the time. Uh, <laughs> like, like. Kevin Garnett would go out of his way to yell at him just because Wilson Chandler was just just so good at never reacting to anything. Because he doesn't uh, care, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. whatever. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I do not think he will be able to get inside Wilson Chandler's head at all. Yeah, uh, I think that's I mean, yeah, OK, like. But the rest of these fucking guys, dude. I'm not worried about Embiid either. I am worried about Embiid. <laughs> Look, I think all Jimmy Butler has to do is sleep with Rihanna and Embiid will spiral. Oh, but I know, but that I feel like that's a kind of a tall hurdle. Um, but maybe, yeah. maybe not. Well, what if she does... It, okay, here's the scenario that has to happen. Rihanna has to do a crossover with uh, a prominent country music act because otherwise Jimmy Butler's never going to hear about it. Mm -hmm. And then he'll go backstage to the show. He'll be like seeking the country music band. He'll be surprised that Rihanna's there and accidentally neg her being like, what are you doing here? It's a country music show. And then she like 
said something and they start flirting. Yeah, that, okay, that would destroy. I feel like Rihanna would be pretty into Jimmy Butler's weird car that doesn't have any rearview mirrors. Oh yeah, I mean like it seems like she's maybe um maybe likes an aggressive guy from time to time. Mhm. Okay, let's go through here. So you think Wilson Chandler unshakable? Unshakable um I think Markel is obviously pretty shakeable most shakeable yeah but i would i would also so now let's slot them in i'm gonna read you a name and slot them in from closer to wilson chandler or closer to mark helfoltz oh good good okay okay uh furcon Korkmaz. um i think not that shaky i think not that shakeable as well is because like turkish yeah like Um, like he has he has bigger things to worry about like He's still kind of like worried that Ennis Kander's going to get kidnapped. All right. Um, Shake Milton. Eh, he's on a two-way. Don't care. Jonah Bolden. His name's, his name's Shake. He, nothing <laughs> bothers him. Jonah Bolden. Uh, very vulnerable, I would I say. I also think uh, super about, vulnerable. Possibly more risky than Fultz because, like, Fultz is already, like, a little bit beaten down. And I was kind of wonder if um, – Butler will will have like a different tack with Markel Fultz because Dude, he doesn't no, consider he him won't. threat. He won't. It's gonna be yelling again. <laughs> um, Dude, they take. Keep in mind again. Jimmy Butler has had three prominent locker room shit fests. Yeah, I just but but no one's like no one thinks Markel Fultz is like lazy. You know what I mean? Like he's. His shot is just fucked up. Nobody knows anything about Markel Fultz. You know what I mean? <laughs> he I was like that's... hidden all last year. Well, you know, and arguably he's like the Phantom in... of the Opera. Well, the other thing is, uh, his college team won like eight games. Yeah, <laughs> so he was kind of hidden then too. And isn't he from Seattle? Like, like, oh yeah, that. I mean, it is a basketball hotbed, but it just doesn't feel like. Those guys get as much hype. Okay, yeah. he's definitely more shakable than Jonah Bolden. Although Jonah Bolden was sad that and left UCLA and then went to play in Europe, which I don't blame him because that UCLA coach is a nightmare. Um, <laughs> fire Steve Alford. All right, Amir Johnson. How shakable is Amir Johnson? Not very shakable. He was a. He was on. He played with Ben and Rashid Wallace and Chauncey Billups when he was like 18 years old. Yeah, they, they, Jimmy Butler is like laughable to him. <laughs> uh, all right, JJ Redick. I think this is going to be the most controversial one. I think he's shakable. I think I think Redick is a little bit back on his heels after the uh, after the slur. Now he did quit the internet because the, the internet, internet so, was too mean to him. But but. But I do think that works to his advantage. If he has actually quit the internet and it is not simply a gambit to try to slow the inevitable revelation of one of his secret families, <laughs> uh, then I do think he can kind of hold back a little bit. Also, um, you know what? I thought he was more vulnerable, and I'm I'm going to change that. The amount of like verbal abuse that JJ Reddick has taken in his life is like staggering. That was, was that was the internet, be my argument. Yeah, if he was on the internet, I would be worried. But if he really isn't, I just I, yeah, I mean, don't think that 
Jimmy Butler by himself is any more toxic than being on that Clipper team for four years. And that's even outside of... Yeah. He also dealt with Dwight Howard. Like, yeah, I he did, said... <laughs> he, he went yeah. to Duke. He was the he most hateable Duke. guy at Duke. Uh, he played for Scott Skiles briefly. I, he's going to find solace in his secret Philadelphia yeah. family and be fine. <laughs> and is... Yeah, d- I, I do think that Jimmy Butler, although he's decisive and like wants to watch the world burn, uh, I don't think he's necessarily uh, like personally. I, I feel like Chris Paul can hurt your feelings worse than Jimmy Butler can. Yes. And also watching what Doc was doing to Austin also is more emotionally scarring, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Landry Shamet. Shamet? Shamet. Shamet. I don't know a lot about Landry Shamet. His name is I... Landry Shamet. He is shakeable, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Landry in anything is uh, a guy who might crumple under the pressure. So, all right. Now let's go with uh, Zaire Smith. Rookie, broken foot, allergic to something. Yeah, That's why he's you, not healthy. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Jimmy Butler is somebody who would not respect a prohibition about like a peanut allergy no. in the workplace. It you would be I mean? like, like that scene in Freaks and Geeks where oh, the boy's yeah. like sneaking peanuts into people's sandwiches into his sandwich. <laughs> uh Mike Jaws, Mike Muscala. Um, I think not that vulnerable. I think like, weirdly unshakable. Well, also like, did did he have the racist dad? Yes. So he's got that, and he's and he like, rapped on television. <laughs> he rapped on television, and because um, I guess his performance looked extra shitty because he had rapped over a Drake song, which was completely unclearable by TNT. <laughs> And so they had some generic beat behind it, and it made it seem like he was really offbeat. So he then released the unedited version, and it was still pretty shitty. But, like, that tenacity to be like, oh, yeah, everybody saw me rap, and I was terrible. How about another round of it? I'm Mike Muscala of the Atlanta Hawks, and my non-basketball playing skill is rapping. It's no secret that rappers want to be ballers and ballers want to be rappers. I think I did it for a school project once, and after that, I started giving it a shot. I got my own computer, and I got some software that I could record with and a microphone, and I just started experimenting. I love to work with Drake. He's my favorite rapper at the, at the moment. If Drake, if you're watching, OVO, I'm ready. Let's do it. Uh, and, like, like, just big, dorky white guy. Like, Also, I bet they like the same kind of music. Um, oh, for sure, dude. Uh, hopefully I can find Mike Muscala rapping at the talent contest <laughs> to end this show with. All right, um, TJ McConnell. Uh, vulnerable. I also think he's vulnerable. <laughs> like, already on the bench. Um, name is TJ. He's also the last real process guy left. Oh, yeah, with Covington gone? Yeah. Wow. He's the one who survived the process. Oh. So weird. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know if the pro, I don't know if the process makes you tougher. 
given given people that have graduated from the process. <laughs> um all right, and Nerlens Noel looks a lot less suicidal this year. Though. All right, in our top two, uh-huh. Ben Simmons. I think I, pretty vulnerable. I mean, he's got, he has a very okay. This is what makes me the most nervous. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to hold back on this because it relates to another yes, question. We I have. know what I know but what you're is, thinking cuz I know is, what the question is. There is there is something about Ben Simmons's personal life um, that makes me think uh What happened to Ben Simmons in college which was dope. He him just openly being like fuck college. Ugh, I'm not even going to try in these games is tight. But yeah. also makes me think he's a little shakable. Where it's just like, I'm depressed I have to be at college. I'm not really going to try in these games. And now I'm uh, depressed that this guy is yelling at me. Yeah. I might not try in these games. Although I think the one thing I think Ben Simmons has going for him is that he is similar to Jimmy Butler, but better at most things. Here's the other thing I think Ben Simmons has going for him. Uh, he's Australian. Um, oh, and those people yeah. are nuts. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm not. I'm going to say slightly less shakable than I thought when we started talking about it. <laughs> I forgot he was I forgot he was Australian. And then. Yeah, I just. All right. And finally, it, it's a cult getting out of that place. Um, finally, Joel Embiid, the process himself. Man, I think he's fucking shakable, dude. The thing is, like. He doesn't seem like he's gotten shaken very much in his career, though. No, but to me, there does feel like a little bit of, like, only child syndrome with him. Uh. Where it's like, because Ben Simmons kind of doesn't give a shit about, like, being famous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, like, so he's had the spotlight his whole life. And, like, let's be honest here. What Jimmy Butler actually wants is to be more famous. That's what this has all been about. Well, they both are inclined to a certain amount of attention-seeking behavior, I would say. Yes. And now one is definitely willing to stab the other one in the back for that attention. Uh, here's the other thing I would say, is I don't know that Joel Embiid is always in tremendous... Uh, cardiovascular condition. Yeah, but neither is Jimmy Butler. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but Jimmy Butler's whole thing is I work hard. I, I play. I play my ass off. Like no one can ever say I don't play my ass off. And I work when I'm here. I work really hard. Um, so I could just see that as like they also both angle. miss a a month of season basically. <laughs> um. I think I maybe think Joel, I might be overrating him just because of how awesome he's been this year. Yeah. Except if he just can't handle Jared Allen in the post. But uh, I'm not as worried about him. I think he is more like his social media stuff is more. I think he I think he thinks of himself as like so much of a troll that a lot of his reactions are not incredibly authentic. Yeah, but that, that to me, 
I do know what you're saying, but I think he has a secret sensitivity to that that Jimmy Butler does not have. I think you can hurt Joel Embiid's feelings. I don't not disagree. if you're like a rando, but I think I think you could hurt his feelings, dude. I just haven't seen it. That's all. So I get it, but I'm I'm I think I'm just more confident in him. All right, let's move on to another question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's get to the one I know you're talking yeah. about. Uh, Casey Clark asked who, who gets cucked by Jimmy first? Because again, let's make this clear. What started all of this is Jimmy Butler slept with Carl Anthony Towns' girlfriend. Allegedly. I feel like the, I feel like the evidence is not overwhelming, but it is, uh, it is it's convincing, I would say. Yeah, it's powerful evidence. <laughs> yeah. Um, might not hold up in a court of law, but I think if it was like a civil case, you would probably win on that 50% standard. Mm-hmm. Um, you might you might have to like subpoena Instagram, so that would be controversial. But, uh, okay. So, uh, that's what happened. Jimmy Butler has a history Jimmy Butler has a whole kind of vibe. Would you say it's a vibe that he has? Like Jimmy Butler feels adulterous. Like just his 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 general look. Um, he seems like he does not respect. I would not say he gives off the vibe of adultery. No, <laughs> but based on his look. But okay, keep going with this. So I'm gonna say that like. He's going to be thinking about it at least. You know what I mean? Like he he now, now maybe maybe he respects the institution of marriage perhaps, but uh I just think that the fact that Ben Simmons is dating Kendall Jenner. Mm-hmm. And that Kendall Jenner before that was dating a different basketball player, Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to make Jimmy Butler think that there's some daylight there. That yeah. like okay, I mean I that's the that to me is the obvious choice for this. It is the obvious choice because we don't know who anybody else is dating. Well, we know <laughs> we do know about JJ Reddick's secret family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, JJ. It could happen by accident with JJ. Here's you know, who and, I think it's gonna be. Uh huh. Okay, so you remember Brian Colangelo's wife? Yeah. She kept trying to set up Brian Colangelo's daughter with that specific Philadelphia 76ers blogger. Uh-huh. I think that's who Jimmy Butler is going to be dating. It's not but, cucking. So he's cucking that Sixers blogger, I guess. You know, it's not full of... But Brian, <laughs> G- Brian Colangelo's daughter. Yeah. Is, he's going to be... That's incredible. <laughs> well, that means, like, he could be... he could, Like... It's easy enough to reactivate Eric Jr.'s uh, Twitter account. <laughs> uh, it's a normal caller. Um, all right, let's do another one. Um, at Queen Ozymandias asks, who is the first person to beg? See, this is this is a great question, Queen Ozymandias, but I'm going to uh, chastise ourselves here real uh-huh. quick. 
we have not talked about how toxic Jimmy Butler really is yet. I think it's it's to me it is very dangerous bringing him into any situation, let alone one with guys these this young. Um, but anyway, Queen Ozymandias asks, who is the first person to beg for a trade to get away from Jimmy Butler? Um, TJ McConnell. I think it's Ben Simmons. <laughs> Again, I think it's Ben Simmons. Uh, I just think he's got Rich Paul for an agent. He just doesn't. Again, he didn't have time for LSU's bullshit. He's not going to have time for Jimmy Butler's fucking bullshit. He's not going to be writing any My Vets poems on his Instagram. <laughs> He's going to be like, get me the fuck out of here, mate. <laughs> Fultz also will be the first one destroyed by Jimmy Butler, though, for sure. But he's he, not, he's, he's not going to demand anything. Yeah, he, he's, he might demand a jump shot from Santa Claus. But wow. um, <laughs> all right. Uh, time for a couple of questions from the Minnesota side of this. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Elliot Wilson asks, is this trade good or bad for Sarich? Um. I think ultimately, financially, this is probably better for him. Although I think he was in a pretty good situation in Philly. Like, it's possible that he was not absolutely maxing out his abilities. And I guess for that reason, he's definitely going to be on a worse team. And I think it might even lead to sort of a spiral of of bad teams for him. But... uh, he, he was going to get traded anyway. This is a pretty good spot, I think, for him. Anytime you don't have to be teammates with Jimmy Butler, you're a winner. <laughs> um, uh, it also feels like this is totally stereotypical, but um, seems like maybe uh, he he would be more into living in Minneapolis than look, some other players. Minnesota's for sure going to pay him. This is classic bad team bullshit where, like, even if he doesn't work out, they have to pay him to prove that the trade was good, you know? Maybe. I just, I, I think everything in Minnesota is, I, I, isn't Tibbs going to get fired really soon? Yes, but if Glenn Taylor is the one that made the trade. I, I, it, I mean, it just, I, I don't think anybody has any stability there. I think like Towns is the one person who is very unlikely to get dealt, but everybody else on the team could could go. Um, all Sarich has to do to get paid is promise Glenn Taylor that he's going to work hard. Yeah, that's good. He should look just him get... in the eye and promise me that you're going to try. I would start. I would start like writing him handwritten letters every week. Like just <laughs> lock in that. You know, the, he's eligible for an extension in eleven months. Um, and just just like shake his hand, act interested. Meet his wife, go to dinner at his house, whatever. Get that money, Dario. Yeah. He's an old man. You can trick him. <laughs> uh, all right. This poor bastard, uh, uh-huh. feeling Minnesota, asks, would you rather have a Jay Rich and Waiters and a Pick package as originally rumored with the Heat or Covington and Sarge? Uh, 
the the first the one. The first for one. Sure. You get one good player, one hilarious player, and a first round pick. Yeah. Give give me that. I I think Josh Richardson is really good. I, um, I think he's really good too, but he is not good enough to take the J Rich nickname, by the way. Everyone oh, needs to yeah, stop oh, doing ooh. that. There, yes. there was already a Jay Rich, and he's my favorite player ever, maybe. Jason Richardson. Um Yeah, that he he Jason Richardson was good enough that no one else gets to be Jay Rich. Uh, he won two dunk contests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call me when Josh Richardson wins a fucking dunk contest. Then we'll talk about whether he can be Jay Rich or not. Yeah. Pick a new nickname. <laughs> uh but yeah, well, actually, I'm sorry. I, I would also yeah. I'm gonna be honest, I would also as a fan, much rather have the four first-round draft picks than the Covington Sarage. It's so fun. I mean, it would, <laughs> it would not work out. Let me tell you that for sure. It would. It would be really disappointing. You'd uh, have to watch Marquise Chris play basketball for a year. Yeah, they'll trade one of them away. Like like in a deal to just dump a shitty dang. no re yeah, <laughs> and so it'll and then it will be like wow so what did they get from all four of those picks and it was like uh, somehow they 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 drafted Terrell Brandon's son uh, <laughs> it's like it's gonna be a guy who gets hurt in like a snowmobile accident and then they trade two of the picks and it's like and that's when the franchise moved to Seattle. <laughs> the disastrous Jimmy Butler trade. That was the that was the beginning of the end. Um, and then finally, I answered this on Twitter, but I uh, felt like if you don't follow me on Twitter, because I never say my actual Twitter handle, I should <laughs> answer this now. Uh, um, hilarious comedian Kevin O'Shea asked, at O'Shea Computer. Yeah, uh, great follow. Follow at O'Shea Computer. Yeah, really, really good one. Um, asks, can you explain these basketball personalities usually only replace members of the band The Replacements? That's good. Uh, Very Minnesota-specific question. Yeah. Uh, and to me, it was incredibly easy. <laughs> um, as much as I love Paul Westerberg, mm -hmm. and as much as I hate Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler is definitely Paul Westerberg here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he also, stole it, he stole the band the replacements and made them his own. Uh, also, was kind of backstabby and a passive aggressive jerk at times. Didn't he have like a country music phase too? Kinda, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, to me, Carl Anthony Towns is Tommy, Tommy oh, Stinson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, young. Uh, he's the real reason people, like record label people, loved the band. They'd be like, uh -huh. "Oh, that kid's a fucking star, man." Uh, really charming too. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is Bob Stinson. <laughs> oh yes, he uh, is. His team oh. was stolen away from him. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the rest of the team is Chris Mars, uh -huh. uh, just kind of silently watching all this bullshit happen. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Who's Chris Mars? The rest of the team. Just, oh, oh, the entirety of the Timberwolves. Yes, are. yeah, yeah. The rest <laughs> of the Timberwolves are all Chris Mars. Um, uh, and Tom Thibodeau is Husker Du. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, I think uh, they I were think... friends with Paul Westerberg and then became enemies. <laughs> um, I think Jerry Colangelo might be Seymour Stein too. 
Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and Dario Sarich is Slim Dunlop. Yeah. Oh, obviously. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I'm not quite sure who Peter Jesperson is here. Uh, oh God, that's like <laughs> it might be Rayon Rondo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade is, uh, Dwayne Wade is Peter Jesperson. Jesperson. <laughs> um, no, you know what? It's Taj Gibson. Sorry, Taj Gibson is Peter Jesperson, I think. Um, all right. Uh, that's our take on the... like. Right? Anything else you want to say about this, Sean? No, I think this is... Oh, I thought... I, I, I heard a rumor that the deal also included a whole bunch of underwear that absorbs sweat. For Tom Thibodeau. I don't know if that's true. Oh, great. I read that on Twitter. Um, oh, also, also, um, I thought Jimmy Butler like kind of fits well in the city of Philadelphia because doesn't it seem like Jimmy Butler would throw a battery at yeah, Santa Claus? Yes, he's a huge fucking asshole. <laughs> uh, also, uh, there's a Fortnite tournament in Levittown, Pennsylvania on November 24th. It's just like about 25 miles from Philadelphia. Uh, I think Jimmy Butler might come and yell at a bunch of children there. Tell them to go to bed. Yeah, sounds sounds about right to me. Um, all right, but uh, so that's been our take on the Jimmy Butler trade. But as always, um, we are basketball dumb guys, mm-hmm. as proven by not knowing if TJ McConnell is good at shooting or not. Uh, I feel like we would have known that if he was not white. But there was something about him being white, being like, oh, we're like might be a good shooter. How to not even get the league if he didn't? Um, but we, free throws, at least, right? Yeah, we are basketball morons. Uh, but there are two Pretty guys. There are two guys uh, who they have a podcast within a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Slammed Up with Brett and Randy. They're analytical. Um, and I guess we get to hear what they have to say, um, right now. Uh, here's America's favorite podcast within a podcast, Slammed Up with Brett Slamson and Randy Ledoux. This is Slammed Up with Brett Sampson and Randy Ledoux. Analytics, friendship, efficiency, and promo codes. These guys are fucking dorks. Hello and welcome back to uh, Slammed Up, a uh, analytical podcast about the NBA. It is one oh seven on the West Coast right now as we're recording this. I do not observe daylight savings time, as most of you know. Uh, with me as I'm Brett Slamps and your host, and uh, with me as often is uh, Randy Ledoux. Hi, hi, Randy. Hi, Brett. Um, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I was uh, just going over this trade for uh, 14, 15 hours today. It was uh, incredible. Just just, just watching the, the tweets refresh, just just heating up my takes and uh, getting ready to analyze. How are you? Oh, I could not be more excited. You know how much I love analyzing trades. The only thing I love more is creating a dark web program to help find my son, who you let escape. Well, uh, you know, uh, your your 
our intern slash your son uh, was just very savvy at uh, escaping the protocols uh, with some <laughs> slammed up sponsors that uh, will not be uh, re- re- returning their <laughs> investments in the sponsorship. Speaking of sponsorships, uh, today's emergency edition of the slammed up sponsorship is uh, sponsored by Bayless Shoe Stores. Uh, some stores have the newest and hottest editions of the shoes you crave, and that's fine. But what if you want a shoe that uh, had a lot of hype behind it in 2008, and then everyone quickly lost interest? That's where Bayless Shoe Source comes in. The discount shoe emporium, uh, founded and inspired by guard Jared Bayless, which features shoes only for members of the 2008 NBA draft. At the trade deadline, they take all the excess inventory the other stores are dumping. They pass the savings on to you. Sure, the shoes might have some wear and tear, but they'll improbably stay in your shoe rotation for a decade. Uh, right now, they've got the Super Cool B7s, uh, OJ Mayo's signature shoes, the Mayo Clinics. And, of course, they've got every single year of Derek Rose's signature Adidas shores. Uh, also, new this week, they've got Joe Alexander's Air Force Bus, which, uh, much like Joe Alexander, are made in China. Uh, you can get 10% off your first order with promo code chronic plantar fasciitis. We talk uh, about e- it all the time. Yeah, it's easy to remember. Uh, both of us suffer from that. Uh, I actually have uh, plantar fasciitis in one of my hands, which uh, I've heard is very rare, and it comes from blogging. Uh, but, uh, yeah, check them out. Thank you, Bayless Shoe Source. Your feet are incredibly flat, so I'm not sure why you're able to have plantar fasciitis, but you do. Yeah, the flat, the flashitis, it's, the uh... The flattest it's, feet I've ever seen. Mm, it's They're almost like it's almost pancakes. Like, they, they make a weird sound if I'm barefoot. That's why I always have to buy more and more Bayless Shoe Source products, because, uh... Uh, my feet do some damage. It's like they're being whipped by my toes at every moment. Uh, all right. Well, what do you think of the trade so far? The trade, as constituted, it's uh, Robert Covington, Dario Saric, and uh, oh, an ultra-valuable 2022 second-round pick, uh, and Jared Bayless, uh, in exchange for Jimmy Butler and Justin Patton. Um, I would say I'm a little disappointed in the trade. Clearly... Sam Hinkie would have done a much better job. This is an embarrassment. Yeah, Sam Hinkie... You can't uh, trade for Jimmy Butler, a man who is dead. He's 28 years old. He's dead. He's, uh, he is is a little bit old. Uh, I gotta say, I like the three alpha situation. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a captain, there's captain center, there's a captain wing, there's a captain big guy uh, i just like uh, seeing those two those three personalities just clashing and fighting it out you know like a three dick sword fight over a over a, a semi-conscious woman you know what i mean uh I, you, you can edit that me. out right randy uh anyway uh yeah you know thinking of age though i like i like feel like jimmy butler's just sexual ferocity keeps him younger I'm uh I kind of like the Robert Covington contract because I like it any time a contract's renegotiated. But uh, he's 27 years old. That's like getting a really good deal on a crypt. I know also- what you're saying, but to me it is ludicrous to make a trade where you give up an unprotected second round pick. Oh God, that you're you're absolutely you right. You should have made this pick. Top 50 protected at least. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because that, that 22-year-old thing of uh, what happens with the age limit and uh, the current population crisis that's happening in this country, that could be an eighth grader right now. One of the most valuable grades that you could have controlled. You've, you've got control of that 13-year-old, ideally for the next nine years, all the way through puberty. It's true. 
yeah. Uh, you know, before we do anything else, let's get talk to another one of our sponsors. Uh, we're sponsored this week by 539.com. Now, this is actually a joint project from us, Brent and Randy. Randy, you have a background in politics, am I, I right? I do have a background in politics. Yeah, so this is I our... Once, uh, I once worked for Rick Santorum. Wow, you, you you worked for Rick Santorum. That How did that go? Uh, it was okay. He didn't listen very much. Yeah. I was small. Yeah, that's true. He's yeah, he's a sizist, that guy. Uh well, this is uh Brett and Randy's new election forecasting site that focuses a lot further in the future than uh those short sighted imbeciles at five thirty eight. Uh Nate Silver's tried to predict an election that's happening two weeks in the future. That's easy. Five thirty nine is already doing our mock twenty twenty six congressional elections. And uh why is it five thirty nine? People always ask this. <laughs> Someone should make a joke about that. But uh that's the number of electoral votes you uh need to become president when you assume statehood for Puerto Rico and the secession of Arizona after the projected water wars of twenty twenty three, which is also predicted by our statistical model. Uh this week five thirty nine dot com is doing their all time Senate Judiciary Committee roster should be a whole lot of fun. Uh, and you can check it out. Get a free month with promo code market-based anarcho-capitalism. We talk about it all the time. Talk about it all the time. I've advocated for it a lot in a lot of articles. So uh, check it out. Okay, so what do you think this does for the Minnesota Timberwolves? For the Minnesota Timberwolves, um, I mean, they got the ultra-valuable 2022 pick. Um. They have Robert Covington, who's one year less, farther away from death than Jimmy Butler. From an early grave, yes. And they got Dario Saric, who, um, he's fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think that's idiotic. I think the Wolves need to tank, and they need to tank now. They got to move. That trade doesn't become official until Monday. They got to move Covington and Saric before Monday. Then they trade those assets for pure cash. Uh, they use the cash to buy up Fingerlings hugs that the new edition of the hot toy fingerlings it's going to be the hottest christmas toy of 2018 and uh sell them at the present deadline which uh some people know is christmas eve obviously as we know i celebrate the druid holiday of alban arthuan everybody knows that everybody knows that we talk about it on the podcast all the time and everybody Uh, knows the only holiday i celebrate is may 32nd mm -hmm. what what yeah may 32nd that is the holiday what uh, what is that holiday? It's the Randy? anniversary of the day I shrunk myself. Oh, yeah that that was that was quite a rip in the space time continuum when that happened. Uh, the only criticism I would have uh, from the Philadelphia side is that each team created a trade exception, which is pretty rare going forward. Which means there's no reason not to do the same transaction back and forth three or four more times uh, in order to generate at least sixteen trade exceptions for each team. So a little bit of oversight from. Uh, Elton it's a Brand. huge oversight. Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. believe Elton Brand, a man who started my favorite movie, Just Right, with Queen Latifah. Yeah, you love that movie. Would overlook this. Do you still have that poster of Queen Latifah on the ceiling? I have it tattooed on my back. Oh, wow. That's in- incredible. Uh, let's take a break and talk to another one of our sponsors. This is uh, this week, the Slammed Up podcast is sponsored by Teague of Legends. Uh, it's the video game featuring Jeff Teague, but he's an orc. That's the whole difference. He actually wears, he's an orc that wears a Minnesota Timberwolves Jeff Teague jersey. It's a little bit off-putting in the world. Uh, you can also play as Marcus Teague, but uh, keep in mind his arrows will never hit anything, and uh, his avatar is uh, 
kind of fat, bad body composition there. Uh, they're going to make an anime commercial about the Teague of Legends with Ricky Rubio, except uh, he already is an anime character. Uh, Teague of Legends is set in Run and Gun Terra. You can play in any of the game modes, uh, Buddenholzer's Rift, the Twisted Three Point Line, or the Atlanta Hawks franchise, a.k.a. the uh, Howling Abyss. <laughs> uh, also featuring Mage Jimmy Buck. Did you just make a joke about that? I, I I said something that was factually true, and I, I, I something was in my nose. Okay. Uh, it also features Mage Jimmy Butler, who is a uh, magical creature who destroys your own team's chemistry. A good wrinkle in the game there. Uh, also, this Teague of Legends has a Riot Point camp, which we will be updating for our Patreon subscribers for each guild at the end of every day of gameplay in Teague of Legends. Uh, you can get your first introductory week playing the Teague of Legends with promo code Elemental Drake. Uh, we talk about that all the time, all the time. on the podcast. Uh, you know, different kind of dragons, different classes of dragons, and uh, that'll also be there for our Patreon subscribers. So thank you, Teague of Legends. Uh, let's look at the uh, Philadelphia 76ers side. Oh, I hate it for the Philadelphia 76ers side. Uh, mm-hmm. They traded for an old an old dead man who can't shoot. He's fairly switchy, I guess. Yeah, he's but there's switchy. no shooting. Everybody knows that the only reason you play basketball is to switch mm-hmm. and to shoot. And they can and only shoot. shoot. I gotta say, I mean, there's they can one only thing. Switch. Look, look, we I'm both. I'm so upset. Dis- I got ex- confused. No, it's all. It's all right. Look, look. This country, there's one thing we can all agree on, any creed, any country, anything else. Uh, America doesn't have enough shooting, uh, you know, so they've got to just, uh, the NBA's got to have more shooters, and uh, our country. Mass shooting on a giant scale. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's what the NBA needs, mass shooting. Yeah, they need uh, they need to lower those regulations. Uh, they've already got uh, you know they've gone uh, they've gone a little way. They've kept applying uh, mentally ill players like uh, Lance Stevenson, uh, who just shoot shooting rampage, uh, often taken out himself. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I got to say, I uh, there are some things about this that I do like for Philadelphia. I like getting Justin Patton in that deal. Uh, they might have renounced his contract, but. Similar body composition to Joel Embiid, which means that's a perfect pairing for uh, harvesting organs. Uh, my my sources with the medical team say that uh, his pancreas is in fantastic shape. Uh, Joel Embiid has drank a lot of Shirley Temple's. Could be looking at some diabetes down the down the down the way, and uh, you know you could see he would get literally another bite at the candied apple with that spare pancreas of Justin Patton. So I think good get for Elden Brand and the Sixers with that one. What do you think this means for uh, Markel Fultz, Randy? Who cares? That guy sucks. Yeah, I think it's time to uh, ship out Markel Fultz. I think uh, whatever you have to attach to him, whether it's uh, a first-round pick, whether it's uh, some kind of future promise, whether Gold? it's uh, yeah, whether it's a bunch of uh, concrete blocks strapped to his ankles, it's trying to ship him out. Literally, ship him out. In fact, seal him into a shipping container. Everyone put him on a China. what a player is at this exact moment is what a player will be forever. Yeah, there's no improvement. There's and no he chance. Stinks. He stinks. It's never going to get better. Doesn't matter what his track record is. Uh, and look, once you put him on that boat, it's not technically a murder once he gets to international waters. After a year, you can have him uh, legally declared dead. And the That's what they did to Anthony Bennett. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I believe he's still uh, he's in the doldrums right now where uh, no wind blows and you 
end up uh, starving to death unless you can find an albatross, bite it in the neck, and uh, drink its refreshing blood to rehydrate yourself, much like uh, the ancient mariner, our friend and friend of the pod. Uh, yeah, but once he's there, uh, you legally declare him dead, get a cap exemption, you combine it with a trade exemption, and that could get you a, a Travion Graham or perhaps a Joe Harris, and those are the kind of players that are going to keep that championship window open a couple more weeks. They should blow up this team. To blow them up. You know what? Blow up that team. Blow up that team. Blow up the arenas. Blow up the entire East Coast. It's time for a new America. I just, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I, 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 I do want to say that I have been taking some, uh, some, some brain pills. So uh, some of my outbursts, sometimes I can't tell the difference between my inner and my outer monologue here. So uh, we'll Wait, just talk what kind that. of brain pills? Uh, well, I've uh, also been taking brain pills. Wait, you've been taking brain pills? Well, what the limitless ones. Yeah, I was. I, I was. I've been taking the limit id pill, oh. which is it's uh slightly weaker than the limitless pill because it uh, it does have a limit. But, I've been uh, taking the limitless pills, and I can see time now. Are you any? Is it making you any taller, Randy? No, but it doesn't matter. So what do you what do you see in the future for uh, Jimmy Butler? It'll be pretty good for about a year, and then that contract will become an albatross. <laughs> Much like the albatross that would uh, that chase, might save Anthony Bennett's ben life. Out. He's going to chase Ben Simmons out of town. Just haunt him. Uh, oh, the albatross, a harbinger of doom for all of us. He smothers Brett Brown in his sleep. You know, mm-hmm. standard stuff. Yeah, I just have uh, I have uh, one more question. Uh, I just want to throw out there if anyone's uh, listening to the podcast. Um, some of my pets have shown up dead, and uh, you know I'm not really sure where they could have been coming from. Could be uh, fans of the podcast. Could be uh, people who uh, were burned in the uh, Brederman investment scheme, which I have apologized for. Uh, but if the SEC is listening, I do not apologize. I was well within my rights as an investor. But uh, it's got to stop. That's all. That's all we got to say. It's got to stop. Uh, one of them was found with a J carved into the the back, and so uh, you know what? The, these these goldfish are not hey. cheap. What are you doing in here? Who what? are you? What's happening? What? Oh, oh my God, man. Randy, are you all right? There's a man by the dollhouse. What? Maybe who is it? Man. I don't. He's in shadow. Oh no! That's that's. Is it? Is he? Is he tall? He's pretty tall. He's not that tall. Does he? What is, is, what's his body what composition you like? Who are you? Oh, I gotta go. Wait, who? Who is it? You I, can't leave us hanging. I gotta go. You can't just end on a cliffhanger, Randy. I gotta go. Uh, we, you, you just can't leave. Uh, we can't uh, leave the podcast hey, like this. On come a, talk to me. We can't. We can't end on a cliffhanger, can we? Or can we? Uh, check out the next slammed up with uh, me and possibly Randy Ledoux, who may have I don't I don't know what's happening. He's he's all he's he's never we're always recording twenty four hours a day, so it's a, it's weird that he would turn his calm off. But uh, if you want to check us out, check out the Patreon page. Uh, you can see our analysis on Venmo and uh, also the Cash App. We're working on getting added to, and also you can see me. I will be streaming on Switch.tv. Uh, it's like Twitch. TV, but uh, I play multiple games at the same time, so it's a much switchier experience. Uh, for 
the absent Randy Ledoux. I'm Brett Slamson saying, stay anal. Idic. So uh, that was slammed up with Brett and Randy. Wow, they... I feel like maybe those guys need to go to couples counseling or something. I just don't know what what, what happened at the end there. It seemed like like Randy was maybe reunited by with someone mysterious, but he lives in a dollhouse, and it's not it's not totally clear where is is that like in a larger house. I thought it was in the rental property. Oh, that's right. But where was where did the intern live? In the, the intern Airbnb? lived. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe these. No. Oh wait. Randy lived in a dollhouse inside a tiny house. I believe. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. That makes sense. Is there another person living in the tiny house? I don't know. That's... I guess we're gonna find out later. Wow, that was. It's a lot to think about. Um. There's one more thing we wanted to do, Sean. Okay. Uh, which is. Uh, first off, thank you again to Brett and Randy. And this... when I say thank you, I don't mean it because you guys are <laughs> fucking weird and you make the show worse. <laughs> um, uh, but speaking of weird, yeah, um, Sean, a listener sent us a, a device. Okay. Um, that he claimed that we lie too much on the podcast. Okay. Uh, and he says it's a device that can read our inner monologues. Oh, so we're we're free from we're not deceptive, and we'll we'll be won't be embarrassed either. It'll just be our truest. Yeah, exactly. Should I turn this thing on right now? Yeah, turn it on. Try. Will you right. try it on yourself? First? Sure, I'll try it on me. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Jimmy Butler. A Philadelphia 76 This is what I'm talking about right here. See, this is why I love the NBA so much. This is what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen. We've been talking about Boston. We've been talking about Toronto. We've been talking about Milwaukee. But now it's about the Philadelphia 76ers. They got a dog in the city of brotherly love. You're talking about Joel Embiid. You wanted to be league MVP. There's no excuse now. There's nothing standing in your way. Ben Simmons, you're a jump shot away from being a champion because you, with Embiid, with Butler, can make that kind of noise either way you slice it i love what i'm seeing i love what's going on right now the great freaking milwaukee we'll see we'll see toronto with Kawhi Leonard. we'll see we'll see the boston celtics with the crew tatum jalen brown Kyrie Irving, the whole bit it doesn't matter anymore this is what it's all about this is basketball baby jimmy butler a member of the Philadelphia 76ers. A dog is in the house. A dog is in the house. Joel, Ben Simmons, y'all don't play. You think he called out Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. Wait till what he does with y'all. If you don't show up, you gotta show up. Oh, I'll see y'all in Philly very, very soon. I'm out! Alright, that was pretty weird. Wow. Pretty weird inner monologue. I spent the first half of the show talking about how much I hated this trade and how boring it was. Yeah. uh, I guess you've been putting on a front for this whole time. You've been hiding your almost embarrassing level of excitement. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'll be (laughs) honest. It's, you know what? The machine don't lie. Uh,. Should I try it on you now, Sean? Yeah, can it work for Yeah, okay, try it on me. I'll, I'll try to think about the trade. 
I'm going to answer that. I mean, I know I'm, I'm associated with Walt Disney, but damn it, everybody knows that I'm a bottom feeder. Okay. I mean, we all know that. Bottoms up. All right. Uh, Sean, that was gross. Well, I did. Let me turn this. I'm going to turn this machine off. Always, always <laughs> ask. Hold on, hold on. Wait, no, it's doing it again. Stop it. Oh, that's gross. Everybody knows that I'm a bottom feeder. Stop it. That's gross. I. God, animal. Sorry. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, I'll be at the punchline in San Francisco December 20th through the 22nd. Uh, also, the Friday after Thanksgiving, I'll be appearing at uh, the new comedy club in Arcata. Uh, so check it out. The Savage Henry Comedy Club. It's uh-huh. cool. Um, any galleries you want to plug? Um. There, there's one about people's sexiest men alive ranked. Uh, well, we started to talk about that last episode, but then we talked about Parker Posey instead. It was hard. I got some pushback about my low placement of Hugh Jackman relative to Matt Damon, which kind of, kind of think I understand, but I felt like I needed to punish Hugh Jackman for peeing his pants on stage. He did pee his point. pants. I felt like that was less sexy than almost anything else that anyone had done on the list. Um, and then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. Oh, hey. Where eight hours ago, I tweeted, I'm here in France binging how to fall asleep fast because I'm so tired yet wide awake at 1 a.m. Yes, binging. Uh, is Frankie kind of a rebel? Is that it? Fuck him, dude. No. I can't. It's just like, you know what I think it is? Like, legitimately what I think it is? Frankie, like, had computer access when he was, like, a child actor. And he loved Clippy so much because it was, like, a friend that he could have. And he's just been, like, loyal to Microsoft the rest of the way. I mean, he is anti-Apple. We have read that tweet before. (laughs) That is true. That is true. Um, All right. Uh, Shut it down. Oh, wait, sorry. Trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's hope I can be playing uh, Mike Muscala's rap right Call now. Call me Mike Jaws of the best kept secret. Coming from Atlanta where the Hawks stay screeching. I got three goals and I ain't talking about a hat trick. One, win the championship. Two, make a smash it. Three, have a baby with my lady, then some grandkids. These other rappers shaky Charles backswing. Trying to find the recipe, I call him Plankton. The flow so appealing, best rapper in the league. Aw oh, man, what a feeling. Showing y'all I can spit. What up, Shaq? Charles, Ernie, Kenny, the Jet Smith. All right, uh, hey, Mike man. Jaws. What you got for Mike? Uh, anybody? I'm... Okay, should I wait? <laughs> <laughs> I'm debating. <laughs> Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. 
That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.